One thing we never want to become as songwriters is stagnant. We want to make sure that in our artistry, we're always sort of playing with the tension between doing what we know we're good at and what comes naturally to us, but also pushing ourselves to become a more complete artist, to not be one dimensional or two dimensional. We want to make sure that we can write about some different themes and that our sound, while maybe having a central sound, that we still can evolve our sound a bit to make sure that our songs don't all sound the same. So in this episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast, we're going to talk about where to go next with your songwriting. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joseph Adala. Honored that you would take some time to talk songwriting with me today. If you've been a listener for a while and you haven't left a kind review yet on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, if you're like me, you do not have Apple products and you use Google Podcasts, but I don't think you can leave reviews on Google Podcasts. Um, But if whatever provider you use for your podcast, if you enjoy the show, great way that you can help me out is to leave a kind review. Thank you to all of you who already have done that. I really, really appreciate that. It helps out the podcast and it's nice to hear kind, <laughs> to hear kind things. It's, it's always encouraging. So thank you to all of you who have done that. In this episode, we're talking about where to go next with our songwriting. So a great companion guide for this is my 10 ways to start writing a song guide. A lot of what we're talking about here is not directly off of that, but there's a strong correlation between these two ideas, right? We're talking specifically about how to figure out directions that you can evolve your sound or at least directions that you can go for exploring, just changing it up a little bit with your sound and the guide on 10 different ways to start writing a song sort of comes from the same standpoint, but it's really focused on how to specifically start a song. You know, what what do you start with? Do you start with a baseline? Do you start with, uh, you know, coming up with a great lyrical idea or a single line or whatever it might be. So that's really concentrating on how to start a song and certainly would be a great way if you wrote a song starting with each of those 10 different ways. Hey, there's a whole album's worth right there. And they'll probably come out differently enough that they would not all sound the same just by nature and by just how things turn out when you do start things from different standpoints. I've compared it before to... You know, if you're put on a big island all by yourself, where somebody drops you off, right, where you start on that island likely will dictate your entire impression of that island because you're not going to explore the whole island, right? So you might not even realize that you're on an island if you're put in the middle of it because you'll never get to the ocean part. So you just kind of make your camp in the forest and you think, oh, I'm in like some tropical forest. Meanwhile, if you're plopped on the beach... Uh, Maybe you never even realize that there's a freshwater lake that's several miles away or whatever. The idea is just starting from different places, whether that be using a different instrument or writing a different part first or starting with lyrics instead of music can make a significant difference in where your song goes. But usually the good news is it's not so significant that's like, oh, that doesn't sound like a song by you. Uh, It usually is just different enough that it's a great way to mix it up so that it's not like all your songs are exactly the same. Like, oh, look, another song by so-and-so that 
starts with a strummed acoustic guitar. I'm so surprised. So it's a great way to avoid that. So be sure to check that out if you haven't already. Songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Ten different ways to start writing a song in that guide. Again, songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Link in the description as always. So where do we start with this question of where do I go next with my songwriting? And I think the first step that maybe people don't do as often as they should is to take an honest look at the songs you've already written. Because it's easy to not actually realize some of the recurring themes or some of the things that you do very often until you listen to them. For example, I just sort of poked fun at the idea of every single song starting with a strummed acoustic guitar part, which is fairly specific, right? Because even with acoustic guitar, there's plenty of other ways to start. It could be a hook. It could be, um, you know, a even just doing an open tuning on the guitar or maybe a down-tuned guitar or drop D tuning or an open tuning, if I, I think I already said that, but even that could make a significant difference. Dif- difference. Apparently that's the word. Difference. Um, but also, you know, just finger picking or pick picking, right? Picking with a pick. Things like that can make a significant difference. And... We might not realize some of the patterns and some of the things that we keep going back to or maybe some of the things that we've even overutilized until we actually take a look back at our songs, right? You you might even have this vague idea of I've written too many love songs, but then when you actually look at it, you're like, actually, I've written like two. <laughs> like for some reason I had it in my head that I wrote all these love songs, but really like only two of them are – most of my songs are breakup songs, and you might say those are the same. I would argue they're not the same. And even both are very generic categories, right? So you want to dive a little deeper than just love song, breakup song. Uh, we want to dive deeper than that. But the main idea is the first place to start with this is taking an honest look at the songs we already have. Some questions to ask are what are some of the common themes, right? What are, what are the things you tend to write about? You know, is every single one of your song a type of breakup song? Is every single one of your songs something that's like, I don't know, a rebellious, punk-like, you know, screw the man kind of thing? Um, or another question would be, what's the main instrument, right? Does every single one of your songs start with a strummed acoustic guitar? Does every single one of your songs start with, you know, block piano chords? Or, you know, is every single song electric guitar driven? Things like that. And then where are they on the light and dark spectrum, both musically and thematically, right? Because, you know, musically, you can have a wide spectrum, whether that's via using modes, right? So, for example, if you write something in a Phrygian mode, that is probably going to sound very dark as compared to writing something in a Lydian mode, which is going to sound even brighter than a regular major key would sound. And it's okay if you don't know what modes are. I do have podcasts on them if, if you're curious. Um, but if you're like, oh boy, is, is, he, is he about to say a bunch of things that won't be helpful to me because I don't know what on earth a mode is? No, don't really worry about it. The main idea is maybe an easier way to think of it is just, you know, how many songs do you have in a major key versus a minor key? Right? Do you do almost all major key songwriting? And then even within that, I've talked before about, you know, just because something's in a major key or a minor key doesn't necessarily mean how dark or light it is. Like most songs that I write 
from a singer-songwriter standpoint. So I, I write some rock songs, and those tend to be in minor keys and Phrygian and stuff like that. Uh, but the singer-songwriter stuff I write does tend to be in a pretty traditional major key. But I find a way to get the melancholy out of it. Um, I just really like that sound. There's something overdone to me sometimes with with minor songs that are sad. It just feels too overdone and overdramatic to me. Uh, whereas the, what I like to call melancholy major feels just right. Uh, which is why I think I should play with Dorian mode and things. But regardless, you know, don't just boil it down to major key, minor key. Just like listening musically, is this something that if you listen to it, what, what if you ignore the lyrics for a second, you know, what emotion does it get from you? Is it something you're tapping your foot to and you find a smile coming across your face? Or is it something where you're be- becoming wistful and thinking about the meaning of life? Or do you kind of feel this sad pain and loss and sadness from it you know so and and where is it on that spectrum right so for me for example you know most of my songs tend to be in the the kind of middle ground like cup half empty but there's a light at the end of the tunnel kind of realm where pretty much all songs are exploring something fairly dark but it's it's not usually totally hopeless um you know so so where are you on that spectrum right do you have just happy song after happy song. Do you have way depressed song over after way depressed song? And then again, think of it both musically and thematically. So look at your lyrical content too. You know, how, how often are you writing about something that, you know, where on the spectrum from happy to sad and then past happy and past sad, I guess, uh, do your songs tend to lie? Is there a tendency, right? Maybe you're already across the board, which is great. Um, what was genre or specific sound? So I say specific sound because I think sometimes genres are very vague, right? So probably most of us write within a what you could consider a singular genre just because genres are so massive, right? Like, for example, rock. Rock is such a meaningless term at this point. Like, rock is feels like it's anything that, that vaguely implies electric guitar and drums. Um, and a part of that's that, you know, that certain pop bands that are totally pop bands are somehow getting cred as like rock bands when it comes to rock charts and crap like that. But besides that, right, probably your big picture genre is is, is mostly going to be the same. And that's fine. I would even say it's good, right? You don't want to listen to an album and the first song is a country song and the second song is a, you know, a, a song with somebody screaming and, you know, down-tuned guitars. And then the third song is singer-songwriter. That's just a dude alone with a piano. That's just confusing. So, but but within that genre, right, what was your more specific sound and exploring different sides? So if you're a singer-songwriter, for instance, and most of your songs tend to be sort of acoustic-based, maybe, you know, some songs take a little more inspiration from, uh, you, you know, maybe some of the, the older folk acts, even though you're not really folk, but, you know, you give sort of a John Denver-type twist to it or something. Uh, and yes, I know John Denver also has some country stuff. Or, you know, Bob Dylan maybe would be a better example. Uh, what are the point of views you tend to use, right? I think most of us tend to use direct address. Again, I had whole podcasts. I think I had a podcast for each point of view that you can use. So check those out if you want to think more deeply about it because we don't have time to dive deep into it. But, you know, uh, a great way to break outside of the box can literally just be to be like, you know what? I write everything in direct address. Instead, I'm going to make myself a a narrator 
to someone else's story. And we're going to talk about he and she instead of me and you, right? Because uh, most songs tend to be, you know, me singing from my point of view, talking to another person, which is direct address. Um, and if you've recorded your songs, what are some common instrumentations you've used? Right? Maybe you just always in the chorus have certain instruments come in. Maybe you always start with the same instrument. Whatever it is that you tend to do instrument instrumentally, what are those tendencies? So I mentioned this at the beginning, but I think it merits re-throwing it out there in case you missed it. That artistry always involves this tension between doing what you know and what you're good at and or what comes naturally to you, but also pushing yourself to become a more complete artist. So if you're great at writing love ballads, good. That's awesome. You shouldn't abandon that and not do what you're great at, but you should also push yourself to be to do more than just that. So overall in this episode, we're going to break this down basically into how to move in a different direction or, or where to go next, I guess I should say. Different direction implies, you know, oh, doing something totally different, which is not necessarily the case. We're just trying to, you know, evolve past the small box we may find ourselves in. We're going to talk thematically and then sonically. So we're going to give three different ways to sort of move forward with finding some new themes maybe to work with. So more lyrical content and then sonically. So with different sounds. So we'll start with themes. And the first, the first way to figure out where to go next with your songwriting thematically is to simply reverse engineer themes. So something I find very helpful is you can so easily reverse engineer themes from things like generating song titles or coming up with a single lyrical line. So one of my favorite things to do when I'm a bit sick of the songs I'm working on or, you know, maybe it's it's late at night, I'm tired, I know that I don't really have the creative capacity to do genuine songwriting or to to work through real lyric writing, which which can can take a lot, you know, you're trying to find the right words and you're trying to you're trying to make sure that you're, you know, using more poetic language, it's not basic prose. You know, it it certainly takes a certain amount of creative power at the time, if you will. And, you know, so so if I want a just low pressure, fun songwriting session, a great thing to do is literally just open up your ideas document, which I highly encourage you to have, uh, whether it's on paper or what I use a Google in Google Drive. I have a Google Doc that literally is just it's called ideas and it literally is just for song ideas. And it's like 20 pages long now or something because uh, I'm pretty hesitant to delete ideas unless I've already started developing a song off of it. But anyway, the idea is literally just like generate title ideas. Some ways to do this is just take a word you like and then combine it with other words. So for example, a word I've wanted to work with uh, recently is Eden, right? Um, I, I've just always found it a a, a fascinating word it 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 it's just is a a word that beyond the like um the the possible directions to go with the word eden 
It just is always like, like, for example, the book East of Eden, like what a great title. Like, like I just, even though I remember not really liking that book that much, it's like a book that I want to like because I love the title so much East of Eden. Like it, it's just, it's intriguing. It uses the word Eden, which is again, a word that I, I just find very, uh, I don't know, visceral. I, it's just a word that speaks to me. Right. And it's okay if you don't feel the same way. It's not about that. It's about you find a word like that, for example, and then just iterate on it. Right. So some examples of stuff I have written down is like desolation of Eden or remembering Eden, door to Eden, dreams of eating, dreams of eating. I love how it definitely came out. Like I said that maybe I did say that. I don't know. Let's reverse. Go back to the tape. Just kidding. We're not going to do that. You can feel free to do that. But dreams of Eden or just dreaming Eden. And then and then I have one that's just the garden which is another point I want to make here, which is try different title styles. One I've played with more recently is I really like the and then something. It just it just has an emphasis that I really like, and it sort of creates a mystery around that something. So, for example, a song I've been working on is called The Wanderer. And to me, if the song title was just Wanderer, it's like, okay, whatever, who cares? But there's something about the wanderer that's like, oh, it's it's the wanderer. Like, who's the wanderer? It, it just adds a little something. And that may sound subtle and stupid and silly, but just the difference of having the in the title makes a huge difference to me and makes it easier for me to be like, hmm, I want to write a song about that and I want to figure out what would a song called The Wanderer be about? Uh, you know, some others I've played with is The Soldier, the prophet, the soldier, frankly, is kind of based on um, in in Gladiator. I believe Maximus is is referred to as what is it the 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 something? Is it the soldier? No, the and no, it's not Gladiator. Oh, it's the Spaniard. I think I'm conflating a couple of things. Regardless, it's something that for whatever reason I was I was reliving a great movie and watching like highlights of of the movie Gladiator and the soldier just, just came to mind for me. And so anyway, you know, other things are, you can have something of or for or to something, right? Desolation of Eden, whispers of angels, train to Eden. Um, so, so just taking like two words, combining them, maybe putting a filler word in between or putting the before a noun, uh, and and then trying it just with the noun by itself. There's so many different ways to just just, just play with title ideas. Um, that that can be a great way to reverse engineer a theme because then you basically start with, hey, what are some words or titles that I think sound like an interesting song? And then from there, you can reverse engineer and figure out what would this song be about, right? So if you write only exclusively, you know, romantic love songs. But then, you know, you reverse engineer the title of, let's say, Desolation of Eden, you know, then it should be easier to write something that's that's not about, you know, another love song. Besides the fact that something called Desolation of Eden really feels like it can't possibly be a love song. At best, it's a, uh, you know, we used to have love, sad, it's, you know, our, our Eden is gone or something. Um but regardless, this can be a great way to reverse engineer our theme. So instead of having to come up with a theme directly, we're coming up with song titles that speak to us and then reverse engineering, re figuring out from that title, what would this song be about? 
Number two, writing towards a specific theme. So deciding on a theme for a project, such as maybe an entire EP or or just doing it by song, can be oddly freeing, actually. So right now I'm working on three different EPs, which I shouldn't. I should just finish the first one because all I have to do is record vocals, and I've been talking about this for like a year now. It's just pathetic at this point. But um, the first one's theme almost came together accidentally. Um. You know, I I was writing songs, and because of the place I was at my life, I had just had several grandparents pass away from, uh, one was fast-moving dementia, and the other one was Alzheimer's, and then the third one wasn't those things, but technically the last time I saw them, you know how a lot of people on their deathbed kind of, like, even if they don't have Alzheimer's, they they similarly, like, don't, they're, they're out of it, and don't remember people and things and, and stuff like that, so... So anyway, that so in that period of of time in my life, that that was something that specifically resonated with me. So I just happened to write a bunch of songs that sort of revolved around the ideas of memories and keeping memories and and death and and you know all the different things to do with memories, whether it's us who are still alive, keeping the memory of those who you know we've lost, or the people who are losing their memory very literally as they're dying of Alzheimer's, uh, which of course is a horrible tragedy. Um. So all, all that was just inspiring me. So I just kind of accidentally stumbled on that theme. But then for the the second EP, it became more intentional from the start. Even having sort of an EP title before firmly establishing what songs that I'm working on will be on it. So I've I've sort of adjusted some songs to to fit it a little bit better, and I've sort of you know changed which songs might be on it due to that. And then the third one, which I'm not actively working on per se it's just kind of the stuff that when i'm sick of the real work i'm supposed to be doing i i'm like oh you know what's fun is songwriting so i songwrite specifically for that 30p um in that one i'm actually writing towards a specific thematic idea i have a a theme that i want to explore in that ep so i'm specifically writing towards that theme which in a way is restricting, but it's also freeing because instead of just going towards the same stuff that I that my nature wants to go to, which I think by nature I'm kind of a uh, a you know e- either dealing with the struggle within myself generically or dealing with you know somebody rejecting you you know loss of love type thing. Those are the things that tend to resonate with me the most. So if left unchecked, most of what I would write would be something like that. I tend to write on the darker side of things and, um, you know, whether, whether it's actually love or just a general life thing, that tends to be where I go. So having a specific theme to write towards helps me to avoid just falling into the Joseph trope over and over again and really help brute force myself into a specific direction. And certainly, of course, that can do that for you as well. Um, so, you know, another thing to do in that idea document is to literally track different song themes that you want to try to write, right? So, you know, maybe you fall asleep and in your dream, you actually have everything you want, but when you fall asleep, like, like literally it's a dream world that you go back to every, so, so it's like the eight hours you're sleeping, you're in the world where you have everything you want. And then the 16 hours you're awake every day, you're not in that world, Right. Boom, there's there's an idea. Or, uh, I don't know, a song where every verse is a different person that you dated 
And they all are described in the same way to the point that seems to be the same person. But the last one finally works, even though the other ones don't work. And, and, you know, the theme of that could be the whole, you've probably heard the expression that like, oh, the timing just wasn't right. Right. And lots of people say that ultimately what determines whether a relationship works or not is just the timing of it, which to me is a great tragedy, right? Because the implication behind that is that, you know, that there may or may not have been relationships before that should have worked out if people were just keeping in mind, hey, it doesn't matter if this person is, I don't know, marryable today. What matters is in four years when we might actually get married, because say we're 18 years old, will the, is this person on track to grow to become someone who's worth becoming, you know, you know, getting married? Um, I could go on and on about that, but I'll spare you basic idea right is 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 you know a song that's exploring that kind of theme and asking some questions about does it really make sense for relationships to work out and not work out just because of timing just because you met each other at a certain age um or another theme like if i don't see you before the curtain call or before the curtain falls or something like that or something about like I'll meet you on heaven's shores, or so, something that's about the theme of, um, you know, I, I think there's all of us. I think take for granted that like, oh, of course we'll see so and so again, and it doesn't matter who so and so is, and yet there are so many so and sos that we will never see again, right? And specifically, this resonates with me because you know I I used I grew up in Massachusetts, but I live in Ohio. So basically anybody that I knew from my Massachusetts life, uh, besides family who I, you know, explicitly go visit, um, especially they live far from a lot of the other people I knew. There's really no reason for me to assume, oh, you know, high school friend X or whatever, I'll see them again before I die. Like there is no reason for me to assume that. And yet I think we all kind of assume, oh, we'll see so-and-so again. Um, so anyway, there's just a few ideas. Or hopefully one of those ideas gets you thinking about ideas that resonate with you. Number three, for thematically, get inspired from external influences. I talk about this a lot, but I think it mer- we're going we're gonna to talk about it again. Pulling inspiration from something outside of your own life is very important, especially growing as a creative. You never want to be uh, creatively a slave to your current experiences or even to your experiences at all, right? Like lowest level of artist is the only thing you can write about is what you're feeling right now. To evolve past that, to become a better artist is to be able to also dive into your past and re-explore things that you felt previously. And then like levels past that is being able to imagine yourself experiencing something in the future or a parallel universe of what might have happened in your life and putting yourself in that scenario and writing from that standpoint. And then the level after that, and you know, these aren't clear levels, I'm just making these up, but to give you an idea, is when you can write a song that isn't from your point of view really at all. And maybe you still sing it in the direct address as if it's your point of view. But being able to really put yourself in someone else's shoes or make up a story and still be able to resonate with that character, right? I mean, that's what novelists do. Novelists don't just write Mary Sue's all the time, right? Where they, it's just they put themselves in their book. That would be a terrible novelist, right? They have to be able to write characters that are very different from them. From them, you know, oftentimes a good artist, a good 
um, novelist will be able to even write a character that they vi- like viscerally disagree with, right? They might be able to sympathize with them because they're a well-written character, but they might be somebody that, you know, has a totally different worldview than the author themselves. And I think sometimes songwriters don't push themselves into moving closer and closer to that direction. And frankly, I think we should. But, um, you know, movies, shows, documentaries, uh, shorter YouTube videos of things like, you know, what there are tons of videos out there now that are like, you know, they'll ask like 60-year-olds, what would you tell your 15-year-old self? Right, and there are like 10-minute videos, a compilation of like 30 people's different answers to that, or, you know, a 100-year-old man's biggest regret or something like that. Or, you know, uh, you ask a bunch of different people at a bunch of different ages, what, 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 you know, what, what's the worst heartbreak you ever experienced? And they'll tell their little story. And it's all edited together nicely for you so that maybe they talk for 30 minutes, but you just get the 30 seconds where they said the most insightful, most interesting thing. You might be surprised how much insight and how many really deep quotes you can pull from these things. I was watching a video the other day um, where someone was 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 talking about their story. And I'll give you the exact quote because it just resonated so much with me. I'm like, man, there's like several song ideas in here. Um And he said, it's the difference between sailing in absolute darkness on a stormy sea and sailing in darkness on a stormy sea, but you can see the North Star, so you know where you're going. Suddenly, the storm doesn't bother you. Suddenly, the darkness doesn't bother you because you know exactly where you're headed and you have that star to lead you. There's nothing particularly new about that, but it still is something that is filled with with intriguing things to explore as a songwriter, right? It even gives you imagery to use. And that's an exact quote from a YouTube video. I mentioned before that once I had, for whatever reason, I think it's because it was on YouTube, so YouTube was trying to pitch it or whatever, but some like Paris Hilton documentary or something, I don't know, I haven't watched the actual thing. But in the trailer, she said something, or I, I think it was a trailer, I don't really know. But it, it was, she kind of said like, you know, thing one, and then I'll be happy. Thing two, and then I'll be happy. And I thought, I've never heard a more tragic American thing in my life. Like, it's so true. This, this like blind pursuit of happiness. Like, oh, if I just get this, then I'll be happy. If I just get the promotion, then I'll be happy. And it's this endless chase because happiness is not something you can catch and keep. It's a fleeting thing. So, you know, to pursue happiness is a, is a fool's game. It's just never going to happen. Um, cause it's just, everything will be up and down. That's, that's life. Um, but anyway, so that resonated with me just the, and then I'll be happy. And the tragedy of that, like almost self-aware that the, the next thing is also not going to make you happy, but you're dedicated to the chasing of happy, even though you've kind of already proven to yourself, it's not something that you can truly catch. Uh, the tragedy of that just again, resonates with me. Uh, you know, movie quotes that resonate with you can also be a great place to start. So get inspired from external influences right towards a specific theme and reverse engineer. Those are the three, four thematically. And we're going to do something I don't think we've done before, which is that I'm going to make an executive decision that we're actually going to split this episode in half because I don't want it to go too long. I've had some people complain about episodes going long. And frankly, I also feel like they've been going a little too long. So next week, In next week's episode, we will talk about 
where to go next with your songwriting sonically. We'll stick with the thematically this week, which is probably a good thing anyway, because honestly, I want to make sure that you go out and really try to figure out some different directions to go with some themes. You already have three different ways I gave you to do that, right? Just as review reverse engineer, specifically by coming up with like song titles, by picking a word you like. You could pick like an animal you like, right? Maybe your favorite animal is is a wolf. And then figure out, you know, an adjective to describe it. Maybe it's the white wolf. Oh, oh, that's interesting. You know, I've never seen a white wolf before or I feel like most wolves are gray, but... You know, or, or, you know, the black wolf or something, right? Because that's another, I, I don't know that I've seen a pitch black wolf, but that's a pretty cool image to me. Or I guess you could get crazy and be like the blue wolf, but that just seems silly to me. But uh, regardless, right? So you can do things that describe its appearance or, you know, you could also figure out words that are more about like the docile wolf. Like, oh, okay, that's pretty weird for a wolf. Uh, which I don't think that's a great song title. But anyway, you hopefully you get my point. There are a bunch of different ways that you can reverse engineer titles. I strongly encourage you over this week to just take like 30 minutes, set a timer on your computer or on your phone and literally decide, I am literally just going to sit here, come up with a list of words that I really like or animals I like or you know other nouns that I like, right? Maybe, like maybe you think the word temple is really cool. Or, you know, I mentioned Eden or maybe, you know, a, a steeple is, is a word that you think is cool. I, I don't know. Regardless, take half an hour and literally just come up, just iterate and come up with different song titles. And you might be surprised, pleasantly surprised with how many different cool song ideas you can come up with and themes that you can reverse engineer from those song titles but also writing towards a specific theme, thinking about some themes that maybe you just want to cover, uh, you know, that maybe you haven't really talked about much, and then getting inspired from external influences. Maybe check out one or two of the the YouTube videos I was mentioning. You know, they weren't specific. I just made those up because there's like a bazillion of them, right? But there's all kinds of things. You know, what would you say to your ex if you saw them one more time or, you know, whatever. And most of those are probably going to have at least one thing in there that you can take and then run with. Um, you know, what's your what's your greatest life regret asking a, a 90-year-old, right? They're going to come up with something interesting. And they're probably going to tell you you spent too much time working and they, they shouldn't have spent as much time working. But regardless, there's homework assignment number two. So do those two things. And then we'll come back next week and we'll talk about where to go next with your songwriting sonically. And be sure to remember to pick up the free guide, songwritertheory.com slash free guide, link in the description as always. To get 10 different ways to start writing your song, we also cover specifically starting with theme in that guide. So this would be a great companion guide with what we talked about today and what we're going to talk about apparently next week now. So be sure to check that out. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. I'll talk to you in the next one.